Well, good morning, everyone. Nice to see a lot of people I haven't seen for a while. My name is Swami Diksha, and I serve at the Expanding Light Retreat. I teach there, and I also teach online. So I will be talking about the third and the fourth chakras. And the third chakra is the center of fiery self-control. And as we know, fire is a powerful element of nature. I actually feel it right now, <laughs> inside and out. So if we don't control the fiery energy, if we just let it out, we can burn ourselves and other people. But if we control fiery energy, and we offer it inward and upward to the brain. It becomes the power of self-transformation. And so as we build on the stabili stability of the earth, the firmness, the fluidity of the water, then we add the dynamic energy of fire to help us rise to superconsciousness. I remember some years ago, during a week-long program on awakening the chakras, I gave the students paper and crayons, and I asked them to try to express how they experience each chakra before and after we practice yoga postures and meditation. So when we work on the third chakra, one woman at first, she drew a house on fire. She had a lot of energy, but it was out of control. At home, she was always angry. She would explode easily, and she tried to control everyone around her. But after we practiced the yoga and the meditation, she drew a torch of light. It was beautiful to see the shift from a harmful expression to a beneficial expression. And so when we control fiery energy and we direct it inward and upward to the spiritual lie, we burn our obstacles. And that's how we can shift from being a house on fire to being a torch of light. And that's who Arjuna was, a torch of light through self-transformation. Another beneficial aspect of the third chakra is having enthusiasm in everything we do, focusing, directing the fiery energy to succeed in everything that we do. So I wanted to give you an example. When we teach the online, another meditation teacher training, one of the assignments that we give the students is to choose, and we give them a list, one positive attitude and practice it in daily life. One woman chose to practice being enthusiastic in her service. She 
was for a long time a teacher in elementary school. So after she practiced being enthusiastic in her service for a while, she discovered that there are two ways to be in the classroom. The first way is to teach with a mindset of being a 55-year-old woman. Then her day is very long and tiring. And everything that the five-year-old children do become frustrating and exhausting. The second way is to center herself first and to focus her mind and enter into the world of five-year-old children. Then she's in sync with the children. She has no age. The day flows quickly. But most important, there's a happy, loving energy in the classroom. And for the first time in her teaching career, she realized that when she teaches in the spirit <clears throat> of joyful service, what the children receive is not only knowledge, information, but her loving presence that comforts them in all the growing pains and trials. And she felt honored to offer this service to them. So I'd like to talk about one more aspect, and this is a very important one, of being a spiritual warrior. You can understand that one has to be a warrior to win the battle of life. Here at Ananda, we have many spiritual warriors. And so to be a spiritual warrior means to accept what life gives us, to resist dwelling on past habits or negativity, but instead to harness the energy that we have and to do the best we can in the present. And in meditation, to discipline the body, to sit still. So we can rise above body consciousness and enter the kingdom of heaven. Chanting all mentally. Recently I <clears throat> read about the life of King David. One of the greatest people on Jew in Jewish history. King David was a great spiritual warrior. To get a glimpse into the nature of his soul, we can read the Psalms in the Bible. And even though they were written more than 3,000 years ago, they touch us because they convey the nature of the soul and the longing for God. And this will never change, no, more, no matter what age or yuga we live in. So I'd like to read a few of those verses. verses. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is the strength of my life. Lead me in thy truth and teach me 
for thou art the God of my salvation. At the age of 30, David became the king of Israel after he united all the tribes of Israel. He ruled for 40 years, and during these 40 years, he went through many trials and many challenges, but he never gave up. God was his strength and his guide. And when he acted against the will of God, he took responsibility, and then he prayed and he fasted, and he asked God to heal him. So I'd like to read from Psalm 51. This is after he sinned. He prayed, Wash me thoroughly for mine iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence. And take not thy Holy Spirit from me. King David was also a musician. He played the harp, sang to God. And when we hear the sound, the inner sound of the third chakra, it is of a string instrument, like the vena or the harp. So I'd like us to listen to Swami Kriyananda sing Psalm 121. He called it Psalm of David with a beautiful harp music that he composed. But, and then I will lead you through a visualization for the third chakra. But before, I'd like to read what Swami wrote about Psalm 121. This is one of the best known psalms from the Bible. To lift up your eyes unto the hills is to gaze upward toward the spiritual lie, the seat of superconsciousness in the body. In this psalm, the devotee is told that when you live in attunement with God, nothing can go wrong in your life. So now sit upright and close your eyes. Suffer thy foot 
to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is the Thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming meditative state, cardiothorough visualization of third chakra, focus on the navel area, center of self-control. Feel there your ability to handle what life sends you with even-mindedness. Mentally build a fire at the point between the eyebrows. Think of this fire as a powerful instrument to burning up anything that you cast into it. Into this cleansing fire, cast all your attachments, your desires, selfish thoughts, selfish thoughts, all doubts, all fears. Offer it all in the cleansing fire to become purified. As each one is burned to ashes, feel yourself rising in ever greater freedom into the infinite light of spirit. Mentally enter into that purifying fire yourself. From the outside it seems hot, but as you get into it, it feels cool, pleasant, and joyful. Feel free and cool as you burn up your pride, your sorrows, your regrets. Everything is going up in flames and you are becoming free until you have no definition of self and you become one 
with the infinite spirit. So now gently bring yourself back and open your eyes. So now we will leave the first three chakras, moving to the three upper chakras, where we can express more a higher nature. The fourth chakra, the heart center, is the seat of expansive love. The heart has the capacity to love in two ways, as desire and as devotion. When the energy from the heart is moving out, we stimulate desire. We get caught in likes and dislikes. We become bound, and our love is personal. But when the energy of the heart is brought inward and upward to God, that energy becomes devotion, and our love is impersonal and more universal. The heart is the quality of air, expansiveness, and freedom. But if we truly want to experience freedom, we have to hook that energy of the heart with the spiritual eye and anchor it there. And so, the best way that we can direct and express the heart energy is to first offer ourselves to God, love God, receive His love, and then share it with others. Someone told Yogananda, I love God, but He doesn't respond. And Yogananda said to him, Your love is not strong enough. So to to be strong in our love for God, it means like we read in the Bible, to love God with all our hearts, all our minds, all our souls, and all our strength. And then our love becomes a magnet that draws back to us the love of God. So how can we increase the love for God? We can begin in daily life to watch the heart and our feelings. And you will notice that there is a strong force of energy that goes out from the heart to people, to things, to expectations, and so forth. So every time you notice those strings going out, cut them and turn them inward and upward. Give it to God. When we interiorize the heart's energy, the heart is not agitated anymore. It becomes calm. We become even-minded and unattached. And the mind has clarity of perception. And then the heart can expand And then we can experience that expansive love and that freedom. Recently, I received an email from a student, a young man in his 30s, who shared that he and his girlfriend are no longer together. 
and he moved to live in his guru's ashram. And he wrote, Everything has brought me to my knees, for God alone, the burning and the bliss. And we can relate to it, the burning and the pain that come from unfulfilled human love and the joy, the bliss that we experience when we can feel the love of God. And so in meditation, invite God into your heart. Invite Guru, the Guru. Let him purify your heart and fill you with the love of God. So you can forget yourself, this world, and get absorbed in the love of God. So I'd like to read what Swami said about Swami Kriyananda, about receiving the love of God. Don't be afraid to open yourself completely to God's love. Invite his love into all the dusty corners of your heart and sweep them clean. Then translate that love into this plane of existence. And so the more we make God our companion, let his energy flow through us. Let him be the door. Then our hearts become strong. And we're able to love and forgive ourselves and everybody else. So I'd like to end with sharing a story. A few years ago, a woman came to the expanding light for the first time for a weekend retreat. She came with a heavy heart after she suffered many disappointments in human relationships. Before she came, she was very depressed and she didn't want to live anymore. And in her darkest moment, she began to pray to Jesus for help. And the next day, she felt compelled to go online and search for a spiritual retreat. And when expanding light came up, she felt guided to come here. And so she came. She never been to a spiritual retreat. She never meditated before. So here she came, she learned to meditate. And on Saturday evening, there was a kirtan, a group chanting in the Expanding Light Temple. It was led by a group of Ananda singers. She never been to a kirtan, but she did go, not knowing what to expect. She sat in the back, and as she listened, she was so moved by the devotional chanting that for the first time in many years, her heart was open to God. And later when she went to her room, she had a spiritual experience. She felt a shaft of light entering through her medulla at the base of the skull, filling her whole body with light. All her emotional pain that she carried in her heart were gone. 
she was lifted to higher realm of consciousness where she was fully absorbed in God's light. And this experience continued for 24 hours. And then it faded away. This was the first time in her life that she experienced the power of God's light. This experience changed her. It renewed her faith. She went back to church. She began to meditate every day. And there are two important points in this story. The first one, in her darkest moment, she prayed. She prayed to Jesus. She was open to the light. And the second, she acted. She came to a spiritual environment. And so, being in a spiritual environment, being with people who love God, like here at Ananda, is very healing. So truly the best gift that we can give the world is to continue to love God and to share the love of God with others. <laughs>